Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I am joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. So I am back. Yeah, we're starting out with a me statement. I am back in the good old state of Missouri. (laughs) But boy, did things get rocky last week, the later half of the week. Did you guys get awful storms on Wednesday last week? Yeah, we did. Did it knock your power out? No, we didn't lose power, which is crazy because I feel like our house loses power. We have had power outages at this house more than any other place I have ever lived combined. Really? Like, How often have you gotten power outages? About once a month we lose power for like a good couple hours, half a day. Um, and it's never really? because of weather. Like I don't think we've don't... ever lost power during a storm in this house. It's always been... Um, because of something stupid like i guess our neighborhood just has a really bad like power system or something like our transformer is really bad i don't know what exactly it is but we lose power here so often and it's always in the middle of the day but you didn't lose it during a storm i think that's the best thing then that you don't lose power during a storm but if we're gonna lose power at least makes sense you know I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm then not you can saying lose power on a nice day, but it's a nice day. You lose power in a storm. It's already not a nice day. But also, and then you're stuck with rotting food in the fridge and a hot dog and a hot Sam. Sam's hot all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Why I'm doing a badoom. He's a good looking fellow. He's at the gym right now, isn't he? Yep. Getting swole for the wedding. Well, the problem is Sam and I both work from home most of the time. And we always lose power in the middle of the day when we're both working from home. And so Sam can't you, work and I have to go you, into the office. But are you salary or are you hourly? I mean, I'm salary, but I got shit to do. And Sam's hourly. But, but, okay, so Sam's the one that's kind of screwed out of all of this. Yeah. But if you're salary, well, you know, I'm fighting a ways. <laughs> But you didn't lose power last week. No, we didn't. That's good. Who's your power company? Um, AEP. I've never heard of them. I think it's like mostly Ohio. Okay. We're uh, Ameren here in St. Louis. And I've Back never heard home, of that. we're consumers. Now, That's were Michigan. you consumers in Heartland? Well, there's also DTE, which is in oh, the yeah. Detroit, Rochester area. In Heartland, were you consumers or DTE or somebody else? In Howell, you mean? Hey, I remember where you grew up. (laughs) Yeah, I think we were DTE in Howell. Okay. Now, did your mom lose power then? She actually did, which is crazy because my mom never loses power. Like literally never loses power. Well, when half the state loses power, then you're going to lose power. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, she she lost power for almost a full day, which is crazy. Because she, so the reason she never loses power is because she's on the same grid as a Meyer. Like she lives across the street from Meyer. So our neighborhood just never does. Um, The worst that had ever been before that is last summer she lost power for two hours. And that was the worst she'd ever had until last week. And she lost it for a full day. Mm -hmm. Now, did she lose it in the afternoon? Because there was a big storm that rolled through about two three o'clock kind of calmed down and then for most of the night it was bad out again thundered lights lightning there was a huge lightning bolt that struck not very far from us shook the house so bad that huckleberry our dog got scared and huckleberry's five years old loud noises have never bugged him Mm -hmm. and I had woken up about five minutes before the lightning. So I got to see it and it was like, boom, shook the house. In Cody's words, he shit his pants. (laughs) And about a minute later, Huckleberry comes in just panting like crazy. And I look at him and I said, Huck, you never get scared of the storms. And he couldn't get back to bed. So I went out and just laid on the floor with him. Eventually got him to go back to sleep. So I just slept back to back with him for... Most of the night after that. But that tells you how bad the storm was. Was that Huck? It was bad enough for Huck to get freaked out by it, Mm -hmm. which doesn't happen very often. 
The storm in the afternoon, by the way, we didn't lose power. Thank God. Everybody else around us did. We were just a little island of lights. (laughs) Our neighbor behind us is on a different grid. They lost power. My aunt lost power. My sister lost power from Wednesday pretty much until Sunday. That's crazy. So she came and stayed at my parents' house, and she has some fancy fish. Mm. And the fish need to be aerated. So she comes driving up about 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. And I go to help her get her stuff out of the car thinking, you know, her bag of clothes, her laptop and whatnot. And she just hands me two Tupperwares with fish. Oh, no. I said, Jordan, what do you want me to do with these? And she's like, take them inside. Put them down. Don't mess with them. And then she comes out with like a coffee stir. And every hour she would go, this is how great of a fish mom she is. Every hour she would take that straw and just blow air bubbles into the Tupperware of fish so that they could get air. (laughs) And I tell you what, four days later when she finally got power, no fish casualties. All of those fish are still alive. So I think we have to give Jordan a round of applause (laughs) for that because that is dedication that I don't think she knew she was going to have to have when she got those fish. That's a level of commitment to fish that I could just never have. I probably would have been, you know, I would have looked at the fish and said, hey, fish, I love you. Have fun, you know, <laughs> stick it out. Survival of the fittest. I mean, I guess how expensive were they? It sounds like they were pretty expensive. So maybe fish. that was part of it. And I'm not saying she's That's not a true. devoted fish mother, but also that may have been a little bit of an extra motivator. Well, growing up, she always had goldfish, but it was the goldfish that you just put in a bowl essentially the ones that can survive an apocalypse (laughs) yeah so she went from that to fancy sassy fish and then you know the power goes out and you gotta so this is how fancy these fish are is i believe she got them around her birthday which was last december and the people at the pet store told her she needed to use spring water. She's like, okay. So her and her boyfriend got a 10-gallon fish tank, filled it with spring water. That She said they bought about seven gallons worth of spring water. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it was more than that if it's a 10-gallon tank, isn't it? I can't do my math real well. I did fractions today. <laughs> I was very proud of myself. Anyway. <laughs> Those fish were dead within 24 hours. They go back to the pet store. They find another helper and they say, hey, what the hell? All my fish are dead. So they test the pH balance of the water. And the guy said, well, this this isn't the right water. You don't use spring water with these fish. And they said, what the hell? You told us. Your associate told us to get spring water. So they had to get all new fish. And you know what water they use now? Hmm. Tap water. Yeah. Apparently, Detroit, Rochester tap water is perfect for these types of fish. (laughs) And so she was filling gallons of this tap water, thank God, because then she had to hand breathe these fish, not hand feed them, just You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't remember her ever feeding those fish. (laughs) I'm sure she did, but all I ever saw was her just blowing bubbles in the Tupperware. I mean, some fish don't need to eat that frequently. I think they eat their own filth. Yeah. It depends on the type of fish, but... I wish I knew what type of fish they were. Fish are so strange. Like, the care of fish, if you're really into fish tanks, there's so much to it. She said it takes her... An hour and a half to clean these fish tanks. You know what? I've got... So Cody's in the room. He's visiting the next two weeks. We we have our own personal assistant now, if you think about it. Cody, excuse me. Cody, <laughs> text Jordan and ask what type of fish she has. Tell her it's an urgent matter. He's a very good assistant. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... So Jordan lost power. My uncle and Joe are on the same grid. They lost power. I tell you what, it was the weirdest storm. 
My parents said it was one of the strongest storms they've seen in years. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it was just blackout. It looked like night. Yeah. And if I didn't know any better, I would have thought we were in the middle of a hurricane. It it's That's how strong the storm was. We had to pick two wheelbarrows worth of debris out of our yard. And it's not a big yard. And I'm piled really it should have been three to four wheelbarrows but we were stuffing as much as we could in it was it was nuts that is nuts and we somehow got lucky the only time we lost power was they turned it off thursday from 11 to 12 in the morning so like 11 a.m to 12 p.m to help fix other grids Mm -hmm. and that was it we didn't have the power out any other time which thank god that's good because it was a freaking sauna out those couple of days which that seems like every time the power goes out it's a it's a sauna out you know mm-hmm. well my uncle has a sub pump and i guess from thursday night oh i'm sorry his power didn't go out from the storm by the way they turned his power off at four in the afternoon and didn't turn it back no I'm sorry. I'm getting all my stories mixed up. This is how crazy this storm was. So they turned Joe's power. I just remembered this, actually. They turned Joe's power off at four to help fix all the other Mm -hmm. power around because you know how they do that. They'll turn off other powers to fix other grids. Well, my uncle was already without power because during that storm at three in the afternoon, a tree limb fell and ripped his power box off of his house. Oh my God. In the process of doing this, one of the electrical wires, somehow the insulation coating came off and there was an exposed wire that was just tapping up against his house. Yikes. So he hears a ruckus and he thinks, what the hell? He goes outside to check it, grabs the aluminum screen door right as the contact hits his house and gives him a pretty good shock. Oh, my God. So he has to call the fire department to turn off his power. They can't touch the house, so they're talking through the door. (laughs) So that was problem number one. Problem number two is he has a sub pump. So when there's no power to work that sub pump, eventually your basement's going to start flooding. Yeah. He has an unfinished basement, thank God. It's more of a cellar than a basement, mm-hmm. but you still don't want that flooding because he has stuff downstairs and you don't want it to get up and start flooding that first floor. So he did not sleep at all on Thursday night. He was up all night bailing water and it's a small space in that basement. So he was coffee canning it and then pouring it into a bucket and then pouring the bucket into the bathtub because the mosquitoes were so bad that if he opened the door, he was going to have to face all those mosquitoes. Oh my God. So luckily on Friday, Joe was using a big generator and he went up north to camp, turned the generator off. We said, hey, do you mind if our Uncle Randy borrows this? And him and my Uncle Randy, are they, we all know each other. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. They're, they know each other. They're very friendly with each other. And he said, of course, yeah. So we met my Uncle Randy at Joe's house, help him load up the generator. So that was at least one thing he didn't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Those are just some examples of how crazy it was. I, I mean, I kid you not. In the lower peninsula, half of it was out of power for most of the weekend. It was on a Wednesday. Jordan didn't get her power on until Sunday night. My Uncle Randy didn't get his power back on until Monday. That's crazy. Grant, granted, they had to hook his up, so they weren't going to come and help one person before they helped everybody else. Oh, thank you, assistant. Yes, Chumley. Jordan's fish are neon tetras. Sorry, glow tetras. Have you ever heard of a glow tetra? I have. Our assistant is beyond, I'm mixing my metaphors, above and beyond. There we go. He's also has his laptop up for me. Our glow fish tetras, aggressive. Our glow fish tetras, aggressive. I can get it out of my mouth. All glow fish are captive bred and the fluorescent color comes with natural breeding, because glowfish are a type of Danio, Barb, or Tetra, their care requirements are the same. Their diet is that they are omnivores. They need at least five gallons of water with a temperature of 72 to 82 degrees Fahrenheit. 
Now, Jordan wanted us to know her fish's names. I, I locked your phone there, bubs. Anything can happen on a live podcast. <laughs> the fish's names are Clem, Rosie, Tallulah, Crunk, and Al. <laughs> My favorite is Crunk. He was really going for it. There was one point I thought he was trying to jump out. He's still alive. Don't you worry. So much like, much like the first 15 minutes of this episode, it was chaotic in Michigan that last half of the trip. Yeah, it sounds like it. I knew that there were a lot of people with power out. Yeah, it was. We had it was weird. We had a pretty crazy weird. storm down here that day too, but it. I don't think it was as severe as it was in Michigan. Yeah, we definitely had high winds, thunder, lightning. You know, it was a pretty bad storm. But I didn't really hear of a whole lot of people in Columbus losing power. I think that mm. it was, if anything, it was more of like a flicker. Um, it wasn't anything like Michigan. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's the last big storm for the year Yeah, in that area. Really? We Obviously, just... we can't really do anything about it. It's hurricane season. But at least for Michigan, Ohio, hopefully they don't get their power knocked out like that again. Hopefully. Yeah, it's been raining here for like two straight weeks. Really? Like just Is it raining? Every day. It's rained at least once for the last Is it ra- couple of weeks. Is it raining there right now? It isn't, but it rained this morning. Okay. It's been sunny the rest of the day, but super hot and muggy. I bet that's good for your plants, though. Yeah, good for the weeds. Yeah, that's true. We <laughs> we have been battling the weeds as well. I came back and the lawn hasn't been mowed in probably two weeks now, and you can tell. Yeah. You can tell for sure. Well, that's the problem is that because it's raining every day, you can never, Sam can never find a time to mow when it's not soaking wet outside. Right. But the grass is growing like crazy because it's raining so much. Sam literally mowed on Sunday morning and it already looks like he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's, it's a Wednesday. mow twice a week kind of, of weather. Yeah. And my I mean, flower are... beds are just out of control. I've pretty much given up for the year with the wedding and everything. I have just not had the time or the energy to Fuck deal it. with we'll them. We'll deal with it next year. And like <laughs> we we weeded the front flower bed a few weekends ago and, you know, got everything out of there. It was really bad. I had yeah. like my irises were dying because they were being crowded by weeds. So I just had to cut everything down. And you need to call the goo goo dolls then. <laughs> And, um, hey, you got it. <laughs> I haven't touched the back flower beds. It's just not worth it at this point. I kind of want to rip everything out of there anyway in the spring. So, like, whatever. I'll just deal with it in the spring. And, um, the weeds behind our shed, we have like a small jungle growing behind our shed, which I think we've talked about on the show before when we've talked about our houses. We have this weird area behind our shed that just, oh, yes, has it's like, there's no purpose to it, but also it just grows weeds. And there's like a literal tree growing back there um, mm. that we keep having to cut down. And it's getting so bad that the weeds are taller than the shed now. You can see them oh, over no. the shed. Oh, no. And I'm just afraid to even go back Th- there. It's Does become, that area... It's become so intimidating that I don't even want to do it. Does that area get a lot of sun? Um, not really, because it's between the shed and a privacy fence. It's like a three-foot space. Darn. I was going to suggest putting sunflowers there. No, it's not good enough for growing anything. Really, what we need to do is rip everything out, kill everything we can, and then in the spring, dump gravel back there is what we really should do. I was going to say gravel or pave it. The people before us... They tried putting down pavers, but it didn't work. Everything just grew through them. Oh, no. So now we have a bunch of broken pavers in the ground that we have to rip out also. So, yeah, I think gravel is kind of the way to go. Mm -hmm. Get some sturdy landscape cloth Mm -hmm. just as an initial barrier. And yeah, yeah, just down. Not even fancy gravel. Yeah. Just the really playground gravel, essentially. It's half this dirt substance <laughs> and then half pea rocks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be your best bet. 
yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to do. I don't know what we're going to do with the space. We talked about maybe building like a rack for like a canoe or kayaks. Um, oh, yeah. But then we have to, we also have to, you know, buy a canoe or kayaks. So, and have a car that has a way of transporting canoes or kayaks. So, Things maybe someday. You should have put on the wedding registry. Oh, did you want to sign up to buy me the $900 canoe that I want? Um, I already bought you your gift <laughs> on the registry. It's the same gift that we talked about. I know. And we didn't send it to you. We're going to wrap it and hand gift it to you. <laughs> I also have a special present specifically for Sam that I'm going to give to him your wedding weekend. <laughs> and I will tell you after the show because I want it to be a surprise for him. Okay. He's going to be pretty disappointed. I'll let him know that. I don't want him to think it's it's not a real gift. It's a gag gift. Okay. I didn't spend any money on it. Actually, and this will be the one clue, he spent money on it. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you after the show because he'll probably forget about it. Probably. He'll probably forget about it by the wedding. You guys, and obviously, you have so much going on at this point. I'll just slide it over to him at the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> I'm like, hey, here you go, buddy. Happy, uh, happy wedding day. <laughs> Dog days of summer, man. We are in them. Mm-hmm. It's almost fall. I know. It's the middle of August. Where the hell has the year gone? I know we've talked about this before, but it still baffles my mind. We were at the store earlier getting some chicken and broccoli and Parmesan cheese, and they already have pumpkin spice out. Mm-hmm. And I was so tempted. I was <laughs> so tempted to try and I don't eat Pop-Tarts a lot, but they have pumpkin pie Pop-Tarts this year. Ugh, I don't think that and sounds good. pumpkin special K, that I will try. That does sound but good. But I always tell myself, you can't do it in August. It's, it's a lot like Christmas. I can't listen to Christmas music until, I used to say until after Thanksgiving. Now it's after my birthday, which is November 9th. I pushed that back. <laughs> but I can't do any other thing Christmas until, we've talked about this before, Thanksgiving night, we watch Christmas Vacation, and then it's go time. Mm -hmm. Same with pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice, I cannot have until the month of September. I just can't. I can't justify having it in August as much as I freaking want to <laughs> as much as i freaking want to although i did tell cody we passed a dairy queen on our way back from the store and i told him i said if they have pumpkin if they had pumpkin spice i know they won't till september but if they had a pumpkin pie blizzard right now i would have pulled in and got it <laughs> i couldn't i can't contain myself with a pumpkin pie blizzard i that that's out the window you, you can't do it do you not like pumpkin spice i don't dislike it but I'm not, you're not crazy about it. You're not basic white girl about it. No, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I'll, I'll, I guess, drink it or eat it or whatever, you know, if it's available. But I'm not, what really gets me about fall is all of the caramel apple. That's what Ooh. gets me. So here's another question. And just caramel. I really like caramel. So almost like caramel. We were looking for these. They just launched today. And if they had them at Schnooks, we were going to grab some and try some. Oreo just released an apple pie Oreo. Hmm. Which just reminded me of another thing. Boy, do we like these chaotic just going everywhere episodes. <laughs> Did you see the recipe that Guy Fieri just put out? No. So most people have heard this Chevrolet commercial. I'm sure you have, especially growing up in Michigan. Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. We like baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. I can never remember the second verse. <laughs> well, Guy Fieri did a collab with Chevy, I believe, from the article I read that made it sound like he was doing it with Chevy on that, that classic... That classic ditty I just sang you, he created an apple pie hot dog. Take it back. Which at the end of the day just looked like he stuck a hot dog <laughs> and an apple turnover. What? And I can't tell you how much I want to try that. Because if you <laughs> no. think of the flavor palette no. that is involved with that, that sounds 
Now, it's got to be a good hot dog, but that sounds absolutely delicious. It does not. Oh, thank you, Assistant Cody. So he just handed me his phone again. This is from fansided.com. They actually have the Guy Fieri apple pie hot dog ingredient. We, we're doing this. We're, we're going to change your mind by the end of this. What you need is one packet of pie crust dough, one and three-fourths ounces. <laughs> Got a lisp right there. One and three-fourths ounces of apple pie filling, lightly mashed with a fork. You're also going to need half an ounce of bacon jam. Now, we've talked about this before. I don't uh, think I would do the bacon jam with mine. But it's also Guy Fieri. It's just going so downhill. I, I might have to go with it. I can't disagree with the mayor of Flavortown. You'll also need two tablespoons. That's too much. You'll need two teaspoons of demerara sugar. Dem- demerara? Demerara? Demerara sugar. <laughs> Have you heard of this? No. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? Apparently, that's a thing. Two teaspoons of that. One all-beef hot dog. Now, I think I would switch this recipe, though. This is where I will differ from the mayor of Flavortown. Instead of a hot dog, I will try it with a hot dog. I probably won't try it, but I would try it with a hot dog. I would substitute it, though, with a chicken sausage. An apple pie with chicken sausage. That sounds better. You'll also need one egg beaten, a pinch, just a pinch, of apple pie spice, and a drizzle of apple mustard. I didn't even know apple mustard was a thing. Apple mustard? Apple mustard. What the fuck is that? I don't, so let me go kind of, so you cut the pie crust into rectangles, egg wash it, spread the apple pie filling and bacon jam, then you place the hot dog with half the hot dog offset. Crimp the edges with a fork to seal after covering with another layer of pie dough. Egg wash the top, sprinkle on the apple pie spice and demerara sugar. Bake in the oven at 350 for 18 to 20 minutes until golden. Remove from oven, drizzle with apple mustard and top with crumbled bacon. What the hell is apple mustard? I'm looking this up now. I mean, I assume it has to be what it sounds like, right? Applewood. So there's several... There's most of them are fairly fancy. This one is the least fancy. This is Ingelhofer applewood bacon mustard. So it's more like a bacon mustard. It's not. What really the fuck is a mustard. bacon mustard? Mustard with bacon in it, and the bacon is applewood smoked. <laughs> what about Robert Rothschild anime smoky mustard? So this is more of a smoky bacony mustard than a than an apple. Okay, that I understand. Mustard. But doesn't that sound delicious? No, it doesn't. I think it sounds incredible. I wouldn't want anything that sweet with a hot dog. What if you substituted with the apple chicken sausage? I don't think I've ever had apple chicken sausage cuz I've had those. That actually so, tasted like apple, though. Like, so I don't I think say those this, two flavors actually mix that well. I didn't mean to put apple in front of chicken sausage. I meant to just say chicken sausage. <laughs> <laughs> but I have so had, like, you, apple chicken sausage. We just had that a few weekends ago. But it didn't taste so my, like apple. Oh, it doesn't? Not really, no. It just well, it like, tastes like chicken. Yeah, it tastes like a chicken sausage that has, like, the tiniest hint of, like, maybe a cinnamony flavor. Ooh, that sounds so good, though. And that was pretty good, but it didn't actually taste like sausage and apples. I wouldn't put those two things together. Back to the mustard real quick. Our assistant, Mr. Tumalama Louie, otherwise known as Cuddle Louie, has just said, you make it yourself yellow mustard and apple pie filling. Well, there's already apple pie filling, so you're just adding mustard. Why the fuck would you do that, though? I think mustard is, <laughs> out of everything that this recipe entails, I think mustard is the thing that ruins it the most. I just, I can't get past the apple mustard. I don't think that's, I think it's, I think fan-sided, and I've been on fan-sided before, their writers are shady at best. <laughs> they need another person to proofread their articles because they're not great and they're riddled with errors. So I don't think they wrote down the recipe completely right. 
I'm not putting mustard on mine. I don't love mustard to begin with. I know you do. You love mustard, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. You dip your french fries in it, you crazy person. Oh my gosh, we had a black bean burger yesterday at Stacked STL. Oh, next time you guys come to St. Louis, <laughs> we're going there for the black bean burger. It, mwah, chef's kiss. Anyways, I think it sounds good. I think it sounds good. I don't buy it. Man, you're a flavor town. You live in flavor town, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> almost it almost was so that's a summer flavor back to fall flavors pumpkin spice you like caramel we were talking about the apple pie oreos did i ever actually say that it was apple pie oreos we were looking for yes okay i couldn't remember if i got that off before i went on my <laughs> apple pie hot dog rant i'd be interested to try apple pie oreos i guess I don't know. I've never been super impressed by the flavored Oreos. No, neither have we. It's not really that we have high expectations for it. We just want to try it. Mm -hmm. Because it has a golden, you know, the golden Oreos that have the yellow cookie. It's a yellow cookie with the apple mm. pie. And that intrigues me. I do they like did those. Have, they did have carrot cake Oreos there, but we didn't pull the trigger on that. Now that sounds kind of good. I that was our birthday cake growing up. We were pumpkin or not pumpkin, excuse me. We were carrot cake fiends. So that also tickled my fancy. But we just decided, you know what? We came well, we came for chicken and broccoli for dinner tonight. But going down the cookie aisle, we came for the apple pie. They didn't have the apple pie. So we paid and left. And that's where we're we're holding off. I will say Back in Michigan, now that we're kind of on a food tangent again, we'll, we'll cut it off here. I just want to tell you, there was a new coffee shop in Linden. It was the UB Coffee Station or Cafe Station, something like that. Very good coffee. And I don't drink a lot of it, mm -hmm. but their drink of the day, it was. we went on Wednesday and then we went again on Friday. And I loved the drink so much on Wednesday that I got it again on Friday. It was, you ready for this? An iced cinnamon roll latte that sounds it's, good it was phenomenal <laughs> and i don't drink unless it's a frappe i don't drink a lot of coffee and the fact that i loved it enough to get it again the next day oh it was good stuff that does i was sound also good. running very very low on energy and needed, <laughs> needed a coffee kick i'm still trying to catch up on sleep so when we last recorded, that night, if you recall, I had to go to Grand Rapids and pick Cody up from the Gerald R. Ford Airport. Mm -hmm. And Grand Rapids is, the airport's about an hour, 45 minutes from us. So his plane got delayed, didn't oh, come no. in till about 2 o'clock. It was originally supposed to come in at about 1.20ish. So I go pick Joe up. We head to the airport about 11 o'clock. We get there at 1. I look at my phone. My dad had texted me right after I left and said, hey, his phone, or his plane's not getting in until 2 now. And I looked at the text as I was sitting in the cell lot at the Gerald R. Ford Airport in Grand Rapids. So we sat. And it wasn't that bad. Honestly, the drive itself wasn't that bad. I hadn't seen Joe in a while, so we were talking a lot. And then once Cody got in the car, the three of us were talking a lot. So the drive itself wasn't bad. What was bad was I didn't get back till 4.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I had to work the next day. Oh, no. Because that was the agreement was so I didn't burn vacation days. I worked remotely last week. And Cody had to work remotely the next day. So we... Only got two hours of sleep. Yikes. And then the next day, I only got about four and a half, five hours of sleep because Huckleberry was scared from the storms. And ever since then, I have been chasing good quality waking up. <laughs> and I have yet to achieve that. And Cody's here until the 27th. So it probably won't be till that next weekend. <laughs> and I really hope. I can get caught back up because in the following weekend, we go to Disney. Right. And you got to be awake for Disney because <laughs> if you're not, you're getting dragged through no matter what. <laughs> <sighs> Happy August. <laughs> yep. Well, we got about uh, five minutes. 
You got anything you want to talk about in the next five minutes? You've got a good bokeh going in the background, by the way. That's right. Remember I was trying to figure out that that good depth of field, that very shallow depth of field <laughs> term where it's real blurry and I couldn't think of it? Uh-huh. It's called bokeh. Interesting. In case anybody has been hanging on that for the last <laughs> week, now you know. Okay, the floor is yours, Natalie. You you think of something to talk about for the next five minutes and just, just really send us home. <laughs> okay. Well, we... Um... We stayed up later last night than we have in probably months, which sounds pathetic to say because it was midnight. Um, That's pretty late. It's pretty Are late. You a nine o'clock sleeper like us. We go to bed at nine. We typically go to bed at ten and actually go to sleep around eleven. We like watch TikToks until about ten forty-five. Oh, yes. We're trying to transition into reading during that time, but Sam can't find a book that he wants to read, so yet to transition. Anyway. Well, I'm about to finish the autobiography of Walter Cronkite if he wants to give that a spin. <laughs> Very tantalizing. Not quite the genre he's looking for. But um, well, we went to Hella Mega Tour last night, which was Hella, yeah. amazing. Um, it was Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day. And then they All were iconic. also opened by a band called The Interrupters, who I really like. Um, they're very were good. Were they a were they around that same kind of rock sound or were they way different? Because sometimes people they will were get bands different. that don't sound anything like them. We really liked them. Like we were listening to their music leading up to the concert and we were mm-hmm. thinking leading up to the concert, wow, we really like this band. And unfortunately, due to some issues that I will cover in a moment, um, we missed the first half of their set, which was disappointing. Mm. But they were really good. Um, but no, they're really more of like, they almost have like a ska vibe, which I like a lot. Um, what is ska? You don't know what ska is? What the hell is, ugh, you're still lame. You don't know what <laughs> ska is? I didn't I think it was, is. I didn't think it was like a, a super niche genre. It's, you have to remember who you're talking to right now. I'm an old fogey if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, but music, you know. Um, yeah, but remember... The quote, and it came up a lot during Radio Feud, I am not hip with the times, <laughs> and that will be true for my entire life. Ska is not hip. Um, is that skater music? Kind of, yeah. It's very... Oh, see? I'm yeah, hip. Yeah, ska. It's like... <laughs> ska, brah. <laughs> the music that you would hear, the music that you hear when you're playing Tony Hawk, the games, the Tony Hawk games, or even like Disney Skate, that's ska. Yes. So my first thought went to... Have you heard of the band Real Big Fish? Probably. They sing the song Sell Out, which was in Disney Skate. What's in the Disney Skate yeah, game. That's, that's Scott. exactly what I thought it was. Okay. My first <laughs> Lots thought of went horns. to early Avril Lavigne. Could early kind Avril of? Lavigne be considered ska? I don't know if it would be considered ska, but it's similar to ska. I'm, I'm in, at least in the ballpark. I'm not on the field, but I'm in the bleachers. <laughs> yes, you're close. But okay. yes, um... Think of think of the music in the Disney skate game and in the Tony Hawk skate games. That's ska. So the blood farts from Bad News Bears, who I believe is a real band from what I've heard. Did not know that. They, the more you know. <laughs> Put them on your wedding playlist. But anyway. It has to be announced. Now we are playing a, a lovely selection from the blood farts. <laughs> this one's for the grandparents. Enjoy. <laughs> um, but anyway. The Interrupters were very good. We liked them a lot. A little bit different than the other bands, obviously, but it was definitely in our wheelhouse. Yes. Um, but the reason that we missed half of their set was because it fucking took us. So we live 20, 25-ish minutes from the venue where this concert was. It was at the historic where? Crew Stadium, which is where okay. the Columbus Crew used to play, um, and they just uh, moved to a new stadium. They moved to a new stadium? Yeah, they built a new stadium. When was this? Um, it literally opened like a month ago, two months okay. ago. Okay. You know what's funny is when I saw the pictures on Facebook, I was like, I bet that's at the Crew Stadium. Yeah, it was. Look at it that. was the historic Crew Stadium. So it was their stadium up until like a month and a half ago. That's a nice stadium. Why'd they move? Um, because they got a lot more money, so they built a brand new one. Lame. And it's also <laughs> in the same. It's like right next to the Clippers Stadium, and it's in the mm. it's in the Stadium District. Fair. Um, that's understandable. And it's bigger. Yeah. But anyway. MLS is one of the fastest growing sports. Sorry, I keep <laughs> interrupting. I must be from that band, Interrupters. 
Go ahead. Lips are sealed. This is yours. Um, so we live like 20, 25 minutes away from the stadium. So we left expecting there to be some traffic, but not really considering how much traffic there would be. We were aiming to get there at about 4.30. The concert started at 5.30. So plenty of buffer time to get caught in traffic, to park, to walk there, to get in line, everything. Um, we didn't arrive at the stadium until we left at 4, planning to get there at 4.30. We didn't arrive until 5 because traffic was so backed up surrounding the stadium. Um, it took us... 15, 20 minutes to go the last like mile of the drive. So then construction? No, the traffic. Like from But not from construction. No, just people crowding in to get to the stadium because there were so many people attending this concert. And it's not exactly in and this may have been one of the reasons why they built a new stadium, because the area that the stadium is in is not exactly a super nice area. It's not the most like populated it's not it's not really built for this kind of high traffic um so i anticipate that that this vibe well we also we've been to one crew game and we went Mm. at that stadium and we had the same problem traffic backs up onto the highway going to the stadium that sounds like the big house in ann arbor (laughs) yeah it's really bad so anyway we waited in line to get up to the parking for probably 20 25 minutes We finally get up here and there's like a weird number of cars getting to the parking attendants and then like turning around and leaving. And I was like, oh, maybe they don't want to pay. Like maybe it's really expensive and they don't want to pay for it or something. But seems weird. They'd be leaving this close to the stadium. So we get up there and it's fucking cash only. Which is fuck, (laughs) which is one thing. But leading up to this concert, I got probably three or four different emails from Ticketmaster, from the Historic Crew Stadium, from Hello mm. Tour. We also bought VIP packages. So we um, we were getting emails about those. And I got so many emails about this concert. Every single one of them said, this is a cashless venue, credit and debit only, cashless what venue. What the hell? So we get up there, like $25 cash only. We were like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Thanks for that. So we so were... How many people were actually parked there then? A lot. Really? But, so we panicked. It's already... He's like, go to Lowe's, go to the ATM, come back. I'm like, we don't have time. Like, it just took right. us 25 minutes to get from where Lowe's is to here. We're going to miss Weezer. Literally. So we were panicking. We're like, where else can we park? And the stadium is right next to the Ohio Expo Center, which is a big... It's basically the fairgrounds. Right. Um, and it's an expo center and they have parking too. So we were like, okay, let's try and get around to the expo center. We can walk from there. That's fine. And I like looked it up. They had parking available for this event. I couldn't tell if they accepted cash or not though from the website. And I was like, there's no other parking around here. It's not a great area. There's no place I would feel safe leaving our car. Um, mm-hmm. I have like a leak in my tire. So we had to take Sam's car. So, which is a nice car. And we didn't want to just park on a street somewhere. Um, even though people were doing it, but I didn't feel comfortable doing that. Um, Fair. So we're like, okay, we have to try the Expo Center. We don't have another option. There's no place around here. We can go to an ATM and get cash. Like, hopefully they take they take card. So we got around. We had to go like a weird back way. We had to get back into traffic. And we finally got up to the Ohio Expo Center and we waited in line this whole time. We get up to the parking attendant. They are taking card. Thank God. Nice. Um, so we get through and we like drive down the little road. It's like a whole complex. So we were like, oh, I wonder which area we're parking in. It's the fucking same parking lot. Really? They were just directing us to the parking lot for the stadium. But they were taking card. Bunch of bastards. But there was like, there was no sign leading up to no. that entrance that was like this is cash only go around to the other entrance like what the fuck also it's 2021 well in that's COVID. the thing like Why everywhere are you is only accepting now. cash what and the thing is the entrance that we tried to go in that was cash only is literally just down the road from like you could see the two entrances from each other yeah but the road was blocked in between them because they were diverting traffic through the expo center 
But we didn't know that. We couldn't tell that people were entering from over there. We just saw the road was blocked. But once we got it back around, I was like, well, why the fuck didn't, didn't they just let us go through? Right. To like get to where the credit cards were. We had to go all the way around. And he didn't know that. He was like, go to Lowe's and get cash and come back. He wasn't like, oh, if you go to the other entrance, there's credit cards there. It was so annoying. And That's it was very really stressful. Dumb. We ended up, and then we got in and we had to wait in a separate line to get our field access wristbands. And we were waiting in that line Ugh. for like 20 minutes. So luckily it was long enough and moving slow enough that we like took turns going to the bathroom. Sam went and like got us drinks for the evening. And like, you know, we were able to do all of our preparation while we were waiting in that line. So then we didn't right. have to go to another line after that. But we still missed half of the interrupters, which I'm glad we didn't miss any of the main bands. But I feel bad because right. I didn't want to miss them. We were actually pretty excited no. to see them. The pain was worth the pleasure at the end, though. It was. It well, was a you great shouldn't have had to, You shouldn't have had to go through that pain. But no, I'm glad you guys had a great time. I mean, that's we talked about this before the show. That is a once in a lifetime all star. I mean, that's those are one of them. So Green Day is already in the Hall of Fame. Mm hmm there's a good chance the other two will end up in the hall of fame you could have seen three rock and roll hall of fame bands in one night mm -hmm. that is incredible yeah so that's the that's really cool that you guys got to do that yeah and i said this before the show it was weezer and then fallout boy and then green day and mm -hmm. i personally was the most excited to see green day i think sam was most excited to see fallout boy honestly i think sam was least excited to see green day not because he really? dislikes green day but because he really likes weezer and fallout boy Right. And so I was kind of like, as we saw Weezer and Fallout Boy, I was like, man, Green Day's kind of got like a hard act to follow here. Like those were both really good sets. They fucking blew it no, out no. of the water. Like there's a reason they are in the Hall of Fame right now. It was now. amazing. <laughs> honestly, I loved it. As I've said on the show previously, I did in last week's episode, I talked about how Green Day is like has a special place in my heart. But I just really mm. like their music. I like the vibe. And honestly, their music is just such a good, like, live vibe. Yeah. So high energy. They opened their set with American Idiot and then Holiday. Like, those two songs back to back. So, like, how can you match that? And they're so old. The best But they start. still were so... I mean, they were killing it. They had so much energy. We were getting tired toward the end of the set because we were, you know hype how are you <laughs> keeping this up <laughs> they were insane and the other thing is green day especially but i know this is a fact for all three bands that were there not that i've ever seen them live but from what i've heard is a, there's a lot of artists and bands where the quality between the studio and the live performance is greatly diminished mm -hmm. honestly that is not the case with the three of them they all sound better when it's live they're all just no difference it's billy joe armstrong oh man i'm drawing a blank on the fallout boy lead singer patrick <laughs> uh, i don't remember his name they're all great they're all great live they were i will say though and this is this might be a, a hot take but of the three fallout boy was and I don't want to say the worst because they weren't bad. Like, it was still a great performance. But they, I liked the other two more. Like, Fall Out Boy Fair. was kind of disappointing. Not disappointing. I don't want to make it sound like I didn't enjoy their performance because I did. But theirs was a lot more, it felt more highly produced. Like, they had mm -hmm. kind of a video thing to accompany it. And, like, it wasn't, oh, okay. it didn't feel as much like a concert. Like, it was interactive and, um like involving the crowd, it was more of a performance, which is not a bad thing. But com when you're sandwiched in between Weezer, who has such a good vibe, and Green Day, where like Billy's running around acting like he's everyone's dad, like just like such <laughs> energy, you can't really compete with that. It was just such a right. different vibe. That's and fair. I preferred that the other two. Fair, that is a fair critique. And some people like that. Mm -hmm. You did not. And it was still good. The other thing that I think kind of took away from our experience with fallout boy specifically is their mix was kind of off and so the bass was oh, really yeah. overwhelming and it was kind of hard to hear the vocals at times and so it made mm. it a little less fun because we were on the floor like on the field we were like four rows back from the pit 
So we were pretty close, which was awesome. Right. But for Fallout Boy, we weren't getting the best sound experience. It was kind of loud and not as enjoyable. And the mix has to be really off because I just looked up his name. Patrick Stump is mm-hmm. the lead singer's name. His voice is extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. So to drown him out, there was a knob that was turned too much. Yeah, I think so but too. The I think the good thing about that concert, though, how you said there was Weezer and Green Day had the very interactive part and the more concert and the, the Fall Out Boy had the produced. I think that's great, though, because that meant everybody got what they wanted mm-hmm. yeah there's a for little sure. bit of everything to please everybody and i think that's that's perfect gosh i'm so freaking glad you guys <laughs> got to go to that concert that sounds sweet it was great. that was a good story to end on and she didn't mention this but they went for their five-year dating anniversary so happy anniversary to you too <laughs> thank you If you liked what you heard, make sure you check us out on all of the stations and platforms you like to listen to your podcast on. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and we also post the episode every Monday right on our Facebook profile. So Natalie, what did we learn today? We learned that Guy Fieri recommends putting a hot dog in an apple pie, and I'm not sure I'm on board with that. We also learned that no matter the topic, we always end up on food somehow. And we learned that there's been some crazy weather this summer, especially in Michigan. We also learned that concert parking, especially at the old crew stadium, can get pretty screwy. Hey, buddy, take more than cash next time. We learned that if you put a chicken sausage in that apple pie, I'm on that 10 out of 10 days. And we learned that Green Day is still the king of rock and roll. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.